Hey everyone, it's Allison here with New Little Life. I'm an internationally board certified lactation consultant, a nurse, a doula, and a mom of three little boys. Here on the New Little Life podcast, we'll talk with real moms about their breastfeeding experience, the good parts and the bad, and share real and practical advice about breastfeeding. Connect with and learn from other moms and professionals to help you meet your breastfeeding goals. Hey everybody, welcome back to the new Little Life podcast. This is actually our last episode in season one, which is really cool. And this is a perfect segue into our next season, which is season two, where we're going to be focusing on working moms, pumping life and breastfeeding life for working moms. So this is going to be really cool because today we have a chat with Jessica and she is a mom of two girls. Um, This episode was recorded a little while in the past. So I, I mean, my family moved overseas recently. So some of these episodes are catch up. So at the time, her little girls were three years old and six months, although they're older than that now. She's actually an active duty Air Force mom living in Europe. So she, like many moms so far on the podcast, have had different experiences with their two babies. She was so determined to breastfeed her first, and she really went above and beyond to make that happen. I really think you'll enjoy listening to her story, and any working moms especially will relate really well to some of her struggles. So I'm really looking forward to jumping into more working mom life stuff with you in season two. So I hope to see you there, but please enjoy the last episode of season one with Jessica. Here we go. Good morning, Jessica, and welcome to the new little life podcast. It's actually really nice to be interviewing someone that's on the same time zone as me. So that's awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, can you start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, what you do? That'd be great. Yeah, so my name is Jessica. Um, I am active duty Air Force. I've been in, I actually just hit my five-year mark here a couple weeks ago. Um, I have two little girls, Hazel and Braylon. Um, Braylon's three and then Hazel's six months old. And then my husband is the warehouse manager at the PX on base, so dual working cool. family. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot to juggle. Is your older one in school? Um, here in Belgium, yes. they start school a little bit earlier. So I was just wondering if she was there. Uh, no, not yet. She is at the CDC. So she's in like the preschool type classroom now, um, oh, cool. since she turned three. So she's starting to learn a lot more. It's a little more, uh, structure like classroom type there. So she's there for now. Yeah. That's awesome. And your little one is there as well. I'm guessing. Have you gone back to work? Yeah. Um, so yes and no, we're still kind of teleworking, but, um, for my job, cause I work over on the airfield. So if we have missions that need to come in, we just rotate a standby phone. Um, so I've gone in a few times during my week of standby, but we all kind of like monitor the computers and paperwork and stuff from home. So kind of working from home, but still a little bit in the office now too. Okay, cool. So do you take yeah. your little one to childcare or do you keep her home with you? I'm just curious. Uh, I take her just, it's, so you can actually work. Yeah. Yeah. She (laughs) just wants to be in my lap and I can't like type with one hand and it's, it's just too much. (laughs) No, I totally get that. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and just jump into your breastfeeding experience. Let's start with your first one. So she's three now, Yes. but if you can remember back to the beginning, um, did you know that you wanted to breastfeed? Was that kind of always the plan? Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So I had followed for a while, um, a previous relationship I had with somebody in the military. So I started to connect with a lot of uh, military spouses before that and a lot of them breastfed. So it kind of just triggered my interest. And I always knew that that was something that I wanted to do when I had kids. So fast forward to now with my husband and when I had her, I just, I knew that it was what I wanted to do. I took the classes with my doula to kind of get the basics out and I felt super confident going into it and it came with a lot of uh, hiccups that I wasn't anticipating. Sure. But um, yeah, she... So yeah, just start at the beginning for us. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah. So when she was born, um, I was able to have the birth that I wanted. It was unmedicated vaginal delivery, uncomplicated. So as soon as she was born, I got that immediate skin to skin. And I remember for like the first two hours, she just laid on me and she nursed. And it was just like her and I, and I remember my husband sitting next to the bed, just staring in awe that we had this baby. And I felt so bad because I was like, I'm not handing her to you. Like she just needs to nurse and we just need this time now. So when she's done, you can have her. Um, and I, yeah. I remember that first like nursing session was just bliss. And I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy. Like we're going to take off. It's going to be smooth sailing. And, um, those first, that first night we were in the hospital, I remember she just nursed and nursed and nursed and my, my nipples were just so sore. And I just remember feeling like it was just so painful every time she latched, I just cried. And, I remembered finally calling in the nurses because I was in so much pain and I, you know, I've never nursed before and the class we took kind of said there could be some pain, but it it just seemed so much more than what I expected. Yeah. And I remember her looking at my nipples and I had like big bruises and blisters and she was like, oh honey, like we need to get you a nipple shield. You should consider using a pacifier. So we kind of switched and... I started using a nipple shield right away with her um, because of my pain. And I do remember that my blisters slowly turned into just like open cracks and it made it even more painful to be nursing. And I just, I didn't know any better. So I just used the nipple shield and just thought that that was normal. So I just kind of rolled with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I remember probably around like, eight weeks, I finally reached out to a lactation consultant because even with the nipple shield, there was still so much pain and she was just crying and screaming all day long. And I, I know when they're little like that, you know, they're, they're very dependent on you, but it was like, she would nurse for 30 to 45 minutes. And as soon as I unlatched her, she could be asleep. She just starts screaming and nothing would calm her down except nursing some more. So by the time I had reached out to a lactation consultant right around that eight weeks, um, I learned she had a tongue tie and we did a couple weighted feeds and she would nurse for like 30 minutes and she was maybe getting like an ounce, ounce and a half. And I just remember like sobbing because at, at that point it was so far in, you know, the first six weeks are really when it's that supply and demand and you just want to be nursing like as much as they need. And yeah, I was doing that, but she still wasn't getting enough because of the tongue tie. So that created a supply issue. And 
we we decided to go through with a tongue tie revision um and i remember the latch got better and my nipples were starting to heal and things were just starting to feel better but i feel like at that point my supply had already taken such a hit because it, if she wasn't nursing i was trying to pump because at that time um the job that i worked at was a uh, 12 hour shifts. It was 6am to 6pm or 6pm to 6am. And it was going to be a long time away. And I knew that I wanted a, at least a little bit of a supply in the freezer. Um, so I was trying to catch up with that, but because she wasn't getting enough, we ended up supplementing what I was pumping into bottles. So I don't think I ever had more than like maybe 10 ounces in the fridge for when I went back to work. Yeah. So it was just a big struggle from the beginning. Yeah. Several, a lot of weeks really of struggling. It sounds yeah. like, was she having a hard time gaining weight or was she doing like, okay, the, the schedule and routine was just a disaster. No, she was actually, so her weight gain was pretty, pretty bad. It was like maybe okay. an ounce or two every couple weeks. And, um, my pediatrician at the time, had said, oh, well, you know, just start giving her formula. And I told him no. And he asked me why. And I explained, you know, the supply and the demand. And when you replace the feeds with formula, then they, you know, your supply can dip. And he's like, oh, okay, well, most women don't know that. So um, I guess just keep doing what you're doing. And he never suggested the lactation consultant or anything like that. So I kind of had to reach out and find that on my own. Oh, man, after eight weeks, that's so long to be struggling that much, you know, I, yeah. it's unfortunate that your healthcare providers didn't give you more direction and find you help sooner. Yeah. It, it made me sad because my husband was looking at me and he's like, you know, maybe we do just give her some formula or, you know, I need you to pump more. I'll be happy to give her more bottles. I just think she's hungry. And I was like, no, no, that can't be it. I was just, I think too, too stubborn. And I, I, was just so determined to breastfeed that I, I just didn't want any other option. I felt like a failure it made me sad, but we ended up nursing until just after she turned two. So around six months, I just couldn't keep up anymore. So we did end up supplementing with formula and life got so much easier because up until that point, like I said, she was still getting those bottles with formula or breast milk that I had pumped. Um, and she was a happier baby then, but it, I think adding formula finally gave me like the, that peace of mind. Like even if she doesn't get enough from the breast, I can give her formula. She's still a happy baby and there's nothing wrong with it. I, I remember sitting on the couch, the first formula bottle I gave her and crying because I was like, I'm a woman. My body's supposed to do this. It's just supposed to happen. Why? is it not doing what it's supposed to? And I, I did cry and I felt like a, a failure at that point because I was just so determined and I had no other experience to go off of. So I was just telling myself it was going to be easy and I was going to do it. And that was not the case. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So looking back, I mean, wow. Triple feeding is no joke. So breastfeeding at the breast, pumping and bottle feeding is a crazy schedule to maintain. Yeah. Do you feel like that? And you were working, you said, correct? Yeah. Uh, once she was about three months old, I went back to work, um, 12 hours a day. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we were lucky. My husband, uh, was a stay at home dad while we were at that duty station. So that also made it 
kind of easy for me to go back because she was staying with dad. She was staying in the house. And he told me like when I wasn't around and he was able to just give her that pumped milk or the formula to like finish up what I couldn't pump. And she was just the happiest baby. So we kind of just started rolling with the punches with her. Um, it, it was a lot of work, but I just kind of got into the mindset. Like I always just carried a little bit of formula and water with me when we went out just in case when she nursed, she just didn't seem satisfied. So we would top her up with an ounce or two of formula and she was usually good through the next feed. If we were home, I would just try to pump a little bit. I really tried finding a good pumping schedule though, especially with her because I wanted to make sure she was getting as much for me as possible. And I didn't want to pump and not have it there for her because I was really just trying to breastfeed as much as possible. Yeah. Um, so I kind of got into this groove where she was eating and sleeping really well in the middle of the night. So usually when she would wake up in the middle of the night, I'd nurse on one side and pump on the other. Um, and that's where I got most of my ounces was just those night pumps. Um, okay. And then I'd maybe pump right after she went to bed. And that was it. I don't think I, I, I don't remember really pumping a lot during the daytime with her. But it was just getting on that good schedule at night and just being prepared for to make a bottle or to carry that extra breast milk in a bottle with me um, if we knew we were going to be out of the house for the day. Oh, man, that's dedication. Those middle of the night pumps are often the hardest ones for mothers. So yes. for you to kind of find that as your time for pumping is is amazing. Mom. Yeah. Was there anything in particular that kind of helped you wrap your head around starting that formula? You said you waited about six months to do that. Um, was there anything that kind of helped be like, okay, I can do this or, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, so I had found the lactation consultant, um, actually through a breastfeeding support group and I had been going so regularly and every time I went, I would do a weighted feed and they were getting better. You know, it wasn't an ounce and a half to two ounces. She would maybe get two or three pretty consistently, but it still just wasn't enough. And I just remember, going and struggling so much. And that lactation consultant was always like patting me on the back. And she's like, this is the next step. This is what we can do. And I finally just kind of hit a wall and she looked at me and she was like, you know, what we're trying isn't, isn't working as well as we'd like. And she just kind of said like, you just, I think formula is best at least to supplement like that. Um, and I remember going home and my husband sat with me when I fed her and he was like, it's okay you know, you're not a failure. He just really, really encouraged me because he, you know, like I said, he'd been hearing her scream so much. So he just wanted a happy baby too, but he also didn't want me to feel like breastfeeding couldn't be a thing. So he supported me in both the formula and the breast milk. And I think that that was just like my huge push because we didn't have any other family or anything around. So having him be so supportive because he was able to support me in what I wanted and know that we could still have a happy baby. It was, that was like the big support for me, I guess that just kind of helped me know like formula is not a failure. It's just what we needed. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm really glad that you had such a positive support there and a lactation consultant that like, there's a point where your mental and um, your mental status and the physical well-being of you and your baby, just, it's not working. So you do something else. And so I'm glad that you had someone to tell you like, Hey, let's consider this other option. And then a supportive husband at home. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. Did you guys have a hard time getting her to take a bottle in the beginning? 
No, was she pretty easy? She was so easy. I think the first time I waited like six weeks because that was like the breastfeeding course I took to avoid nipple confusion. And I was so sure you were doing like all the right things, like right by the book, weren't you? Oh my (laughs) word. I love it. Yeah. And like I said, because we didn't catch that tongue tie, it was like the poor kid was starving. I look back at it now and I'm like, I feel so bad, but you know, she's a thriving three and a half year old. So I didn't, I didn't screw up that bad. It was just no, for a little bit. No, you just bit. do the best you can <laughs> with the information you have at the time. And you yeah. did an awesome job, it sounds like. Thank you. Yeah. So, but when we did introduce that bottle, it was like, as soon as she started sucking and she realized, hey, this is food and it's coming out easier and I'm getting what I need. Yeah. She, it didn't matter what type of bottle we used. She just, she knew it was food and she took it without any issues. That's great. Yeah. And then was it pretty smooth sailing after that? I mean, once that six month hit and you kind of switched things up, did you guys just find a good schedule? You said you nursed her till she was two. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple months past two. Um, it, I think adding the formula, even though initially I was kind of bummed about it, um, that took so much pressure off me feeling like I had to be attached to the pump, feeling like, is she getting enough all the time questioning it? Um, so it, it really was better for me mentally and obviously for her, um, physically and her growth and well being. So it was pretty smooth sailing after that. And, you know, you start introducing solids and stuff. So that kind of filled the void. She was a great eater. Um, but I think that once I took the stress off myself, I think that's why we were able to nurse so long because she was finally getting her nutrients somewhere else. And it didn't matter how much she got from me after one, I was just happy that she still needed, like needed and wanted me like that. And I was able to provide for her and be that comfort. Yeah. Did you have any problems, uh, pumping or maintaining like that schedule at work? So you went back to work at three months, I think you said, and then you're an active duty military. So there's like, there's a lot that goes into that. Can you talk to us about what it's like having such a, uh, heavy full-time job, especially in the military? I'd love to know some stuff about that. It was crazy. Um, before I went a, a big thing, if there's any other military moms or like listening to this, know your rights and know your regulations for when you go back to work. And I just made it known before I ever had the baby to like all of my leadership, I said, I I plan on breastfeeding. I plan on pumping, you know, we need to come up with a space and understand like, this is the allotted timeline I have and I will be leaving. And they were so amazing with it. And my last base, my job was so crazy. It was, I mean, we were dealing with 25 to a hundred flights a day on our airfield. Like it was always crazy. So sometimes stepping away, like I, I didn't hit right at my three hour mark. Sometimes it was a little bit after or before. Um, but I just, I, they gave me a chair and I had a fridge and like a little stand, but it was just really making sure that I was prepared every night just because I worked so long. I I remember coming home and I get home at six and bedtime was at seven and it would just be like, spent that hour with the baby and then it was feeding and bathing myself. And then it was heading to the kitchen to clean and sanitize all my pump parts and my bottles and repack my pumping bag and make sure that I have every piece 
and extras if I need it and making sure that that was next to my work bag. So when I got to work the next day, I could just go plug my pump in, in the room that I sat in and have everything set up and just ready to go. So that way in between me being out on the airfield and, you know, checking the runways and stuff and just doing my job and taking the phone calls, I could just run into that room, lock the door for my 20, 30 minutes, pump, go clean my parts. And then I was just back to work right away. Wow. So, Did you ever feel bad about like leaving and going to pump? I know some moms like it's hard to step away because you want to do a good job and you like your work and you are need to be there. Was it ever hard yeah. to just be like, be right back. Good luck guys yeah. while I'm gone. Yeah. It's, I mean, it depends on the day. Sometimes, um, I was like, like we'd be in the middle of something just like mass chaos and I would just try my best to really stay as long as I could and just finish up what I was doing. So I didn't leave like that person high and dry to kind of deal with things on their own. But sometimes it had just been too long. And I was like, I'm really sorry, but if you need me, like you can come knock on the door and I'll just yell the answers through the door. Like I'll help you as much as I can. And, um, but like I said, I just, I discussed it so much before and I worked with a lot of, um, like younger married couples that didn't have kids yet or hadn't really been exposed to it. So, I just really tried to talk about it a lot so they knew where I was going and they understood it wasn't me just trying to like dip out on work and leave them. Um, but they, they all used to kind of giggle. And the one guy in my office used to say, Oh, uh, Newman's going to milk herself now. So that was kind of, it just was like a shop joke. It was just lighthearted. So they, they didn't really, you know, take it to heart and they understood that I needed to do it. So I think just being open like that really helped it not be, like an inconvenience too much to anybody. Yeah, that's great advice. Actually, just the more you talk about it and the more normal it seems to you, the more normal yeah. it can seem to other people for sure. Yes. All right. So let's talk about your second one. So you had your little one um, just a week after I had my yes. third one. So they're both about six months old. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about that one. So you had this baby overseas. Yep. Is that a different so- experience than your first one? Yeah. So my first one, cause she was born in Japan, but it was a U.S. Okay. Naval hospital. Yeah, on yeah. base. So it was, everything was just like, it's like by kind US of tiny Canada. America over there on the, yes. on the yeah. base in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here it was a, a little bit different. Um, I did pick a doctor who's British, so she spoke really good English and the hospital I went to, um, most of like the nurses and midwives and everybody running around also spoke English because that was a big thing I was scared of is like, what if there's a complication or something and somebody yeah, in the room, language barrier for sure. Yeah. Can't express that to me. So, um, but I, I really loved everything about the hospitals here and they were very hands off because I remember with my oldest, they were in every like two hours, waking the baby up, checking her, changing diapers, temperatures. It was just yeah. chaos. And here after I had my, my youngest, they were like, oh, the baby's sleeping. Okay, um, just buzz us when she wakes up. And I remember there was one point they came in for like a weight check or something. And she slept for like eight hours. And I just let her be. And they didn't pop their heads in once. So it was like a completely different experience um, having her here. But they were very like pro breastfeeding and pro like um, unmedicated and vaginal delivery. And they, they really just tried to kind of leave you and your body to do what it, you know, were made to do and tried not to introduce other stressors that 
sometimes you see in American hospitals, which I, I really liked. I felt like it was a much more peaceful and calm experience this time. Yeah, that was my experience here as well. So how did breastfeeding go right away? I mean, so there is a little bit of a language of barrier. I think they yeah. do have some lactation help at, at that hospital you delivered at, but again, it's a lot of it's in French. So yeah. <laughs> how did it go the second time? Was it easier for you? What resources did you utilize? Um, so I, I just, I was very, very nervous, um, because of how rocky things were with my oldest and I really sure, yeah. wanted it to work this time. Um, another unmedicated, uncomplicated vaginal delivery. I was able to have that skin to skin right away with her. And I remember with my oldest, she was like rooting and I didn't know. And my doula was like, Oh, she's ready to nurse. Well, with my youngest, doing skin to skin. And I immediately, she almost started to do like the breast crawl, which was just amazing to me because I didn't, I don't really remember any of that with my youngest or my oldest. Um, and she latched right away and I was like, okay, here we, like, this is the beginning. Here we go. Let's, let's just see how it goes. And I was prepared this time. I brought my own nipple shields. I had the nipple balm. Um, I found these I think they're like hydro gel pads and you can put them in the fridge and you apply them after nursing sessions oh, and it yeah, keeps yeah. your, yeah, it keeps your nipple from like rubbing against your shirt and then it's cooling. I love that. So I was sore, but it was more that fresh, like your baby needs to be nursing all the time. And, um, it was just the soreness from your nipples getting used to it this time. I, I didn't have the blisters or the cracking or the bleeding. I used the nipple shield when I was in pain, like I'd start a session with it and then maybe take it off partway through. But my youngest was, she kind of shied away from it. Like if I put the nipple shield in her mouth, she didn't really know what to do with it. So most of the time I just kind of had to tough through this time around where my oldest would just take it without a problem. But, um, I, I did start going to the breastfeeding group out here. Um, I reached out or, our lactation consultant reached out to me after maybe I'd been home a week and she was like, would you like to come in? And I knew better this time. So I was like, yes, tell me. Yes, please. Can come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want her checked for the tongue ties. I want to do a weighted feed. I want to see where her weight is. Um, so I had everything assessed like right away with her. And I was even in the hospital. I, I would just buzz the nurses in every so often just to make sure. Cause it's been so long. I wanted to make sure her latch was looking good. I, they did as much as they could for me in like, you know, checking to make sure her lips were flared and all that. So I had to help in the hospital before we were discharged. And then I went straight to a lactation consultant this time around after we were home for a couple of days and kind of settled in, which I think I, I can't encourage people enough. Like my friends that have breastfed, I've always just said, ask for help before you think there's a problem. If you can identify it sooner, you can save your supply. You can save weeks of pain and suffering, literally. Just have somebody keep an eye on it or look because there's so much going on that you don't realize. It's just better to get a professional in from the outside and just to take a peek and make sure that they're like breaking things down for you. Because when I was seeing the lactation consultant, I was like, I feel like she's eating too much still sometimes. And she was kind of doing like those half feeds where she'd eat a little and then stop, or I didn't feel like she was pulling enough. And I had to be reminded I have breastfed before, but this new baby has not. 
So where I would start to get kind of lazy with the latch because I just knew what I was doing, the baby still needed some of that more strict, like fixing of the flaring on the lips and, you know, getting her to latch properly. So I just had to kind of remind myself to slow down and work with the baby more to make sure that this was going to be successful this time. I think that's fantastic advice. Like even if things are going well, go see a lactation professional in the first week. And even just things are going great. Even if for them to just say, yeah, that looks really good. Baby's gaining weight. You're doing great is not a wasted visit. You know what I mean? Imagine the confidence that a new mom would feel having a professional say, you are doing awesome. Keep going. Like that to me is worth a million bucks. You know what I mean? Or if there is some problems, catch them really early so that you're not at that eight week mark going, this is a disaster. (laughs) How do I fix this? You know what I mean? Uh, I I mean, as a lactation consultant, it is so much easier to catch problems when they're tiny problems and just fix them than when it's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. You get into those habits and you don't realize it and now your baby's used to the lazy latch and they're not pulling a lot of milk because it's not exactly right. And you've just let it go on. So yeah, I just, I tell all my friends, even if you took, cause you know, I took a breastfeeding class. I felt unstoppable with my oldest and I was just so stubborn. I was like, no, I know what's going on. Like this, this can't be the problem. If I would have just fixed it in those early days, we could have eased so much, like so many of the problems that we had. So I always encourage people just ask. It's not a bad thing. (laughs) Yeah. And pivot when you need to, like formula is not the worst thing in the world. And sometimes it really can relieve a lot of stress and pressure. Now I don't usually recommend introducing formula just to like everybody, especially if you have long-term breastfeeding goals, but it's not a bad thing. It doesn't make you a failure. Sometimes it can really help in a short term, especially. And I'm grateful that we have it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it was a wild ride with the formula, but yeah, it's not a bad thing. And I feel like, you know, culturally we go so much back and forth between breast is best and just give the baby formula. There's so much in between. You just have to do what is going to work for you. And yeah, like you said, you just, you can't feel bad about it. Sometimes it's just what you need short term and it can like it, I formula saved my nursing relationship with my oldest daughter. So I have nothing bad to say about it. Oh, that's wonderful. Have you given a bottle to your new little one? Oh, I'm assuming you have since you've gone back to work a little bit. How did that go? So the first, I, I, again, I waited this, the, actually this time I think I did like three or four weeks because nursing was going so well. She was gaining weight. Um, so I, my husband really just wanted to give her a bottle and my oldest daughter too. the new baby, you know, she wants to feed her. She thinks she's a little doll. So, um, we did a bottle a little early and she took it no problem, but because of COVID and um, me being on maternity leave, I was able to actually take an extra month. So I had four months off this time. So we were giving her about a bottle a month and she had taken them without problems. Um, And a couple weeks before I went back, I tried, I I switched to the bottles that I bought a ton of because my oldest took it and that's what the little one's going to take, right? Wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I gave it to her and she fought the bottle and screamed the whole time, but she, she ended up after maybe like 20, 30 minutes, she like took the couple ounces that was in there. So I was like, okay, cool. Waited. Now I'm two weeks out from going back to work and I go to give her a bottle again and she's not having it. 
Like, she is screaming bloody murder. You put it in her mouth. She doesn't know what to do with it. She's thrashing. It got to the point where I was trying at least one bottle a day because I was like, I have to go back to work. And out here, I work on the base with the airfield, but the base that she's going to daycare on is like a 30-minute drive. Yeah. So it's not like I can just leave really quick to go nurse her. And my job's not very conducive with that just because it is based on when an airplane needs to come or go. So it's not like yeah, I can just sure. leave my paperwork and come back. So um, I was trying like a bottle a day for those last two weeks. And it got to the point where she would see it and she'd start screaming and you would get it near her and she would throw her head back and she was actually swatting at the bottle, like hitting it away from her face. Because, oh, geez, yeah. So Ooh. I was like panicking and I tried the whole oh, you leave and don't be even be in the house and let dad do it. I left for an hour and she had just taken a three hour nap. So I knew she was going to be hungry. And I was like, I'm just going to run this errand. She just woke up, try the bottle. My husband tried for an hour. She would not take it. Like it just wasn't working. I spent $40 on one bottle that people swore by. It was textured, um, to mimic a breast. It was skin tone color, like a breast. It was supposed to like flow like one. Yeah. She wanted nothing to do with it. So, um, that first week officially back, I dropped her off with like an array of bottles and I was like, I don't even know it's going to work anymore. I don't know if it's a narrow nipple, a wide one. I hope this works. Here's my milk. Okay. Call me if she doesn't eat. And those first few days back, she would not eat. She, they called me right around like the five hour mark from when I said she'd eaten last. And they're like, Hey, can you please come feed her? You know, she's hungry. And I just remember going in and she had like, you could see a little bit of snot from like her crying and a little bit of puffy eyes because she was upset. But they said, she wasn't screaming bloody murder. They're like, she's the happiest hungry baby we've ever seen. Yeah. But she just, we know she's hungry. And I remember picking her up and I was sobbing in my car while I was nursing her. And then I just walk her back in and drop her off because I'm like, you need to get into the schedule. I I, I didn't know what to do. You know, like we can't keep doing this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Overwhelming. And this isn't like a normal job where I can be like, hey, my kid's not eating, so I quit. I'm tied to a contract. I can't just leave. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, we have to figure this out. So um, I ended up seeing the pediatrician and um, another lactation consultant to see if we could get some tricks to get her to take the bottle. And I remember taking off like the Thursday, Friday, the last two days that week because it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And I remember dropping her off Friday after seeing the lactation consultant. And we were like, I don't know what's going on. Just I keep trying, I guess. And I dropped her off and I said, I feel silly doing this because she's not eating. So I was like, I guess call me in a couple hours when she hasn't eaten again. And they didn't call me. And I went to pick her up for her normal pickup time. And she chugged three bottles like it was nothing. So I don't know what changed in her, but we went through so many bottles. Like every time I went to the store, I was picking up this $5 one, maybe the $2 cheap one, maybe the $15 one. And it just, it wasn't happening. So I was full panic and stress. And she was just a determined, starving little child who really just wanted a booby. <laughs> <laughs> so was it like a particular bottle that she ended up liking or did she just like realize, okay, my mom's not joking. If I want to eat, I'm going to have to do this. 
I, I think that was part of it, but she ended up taking on to the Como Tomo brand, which is that wider base. So I bought okay. all Dr. Brown's, which is like the narrow base million piece bottles. Looking back, I'm thankful she's taking Como Tomo's because it's way easier for me to clean at night because there's you yeah. know, three pieces as opposed to five. But yeah, she just started taking those and um, we haven't looked back at least at daycare since she still kind of finicky about taking it when she's at home because I think she knows like this is where my mom is and this is where I know I can get exactly what I want. Yeah. Um, but she'll still take them at daycare without a problem, which is like the big picture. That's what I need. I don't care if she takes them at home. I'm here. Um, and she's taken them for my husband a few times. It's a little bit of a fight, but she eventually will take them from him now at home. So, uh, but daycare, that was it. I just needed her to do that because I have to go to work. Oh, it's so tricky, isn't it? Wow. The, the stresses of working mom life, uh, you just, you don't know a lot of them until you have to do it yourself. And it's, it's a lot. Ooh. Yes. Definitely a little bit of insanity, but we make it work. <laughs> Can you tell me, I'd love to know, um, both what the hardest part of breastfeeding has been for you and also some of your favorite things. So I don't know if there's anything that really stands out in your mind as like the hardest part, but, um, anything like that. I think the hardest part for me, especially after the struggle with my oldest was just knowing if the baby is getting enough. Um, yeah. Because with my youngest, it was like, you know, she was gaining weight well, but I, every now and then, like if something seemed to flash back to like, what's my oldest, I would just panic. I'm like, she didn't get enough. She wants to nurse again. What, like, what's going on? I, I was just so scared that she wasn't getting enough. That's the biggest worry. That's the thing I think I hate the most about breastfeeding is just, did they get a full feed? Are they actually full did my body produce enough for this feed? Yeah. I think that's a stress for a lot of moms, especially once you start introducing a bottle and you can like see the yeah. numbers and then it's like, well, how do I know how much they just took from the breast? And I think that's actually a stress for a lot of moms is how do you know they're getting enough or yeah. are they crying because they're hungry or because they need a diaper change? Did she even get any milk out last time she ate? Yep. You know, I, that's a super common uh, worry, I think. What yeah. was some of your favorite parts about breastfeeding? I, I love the, the bonding. And for me, like, because things are going so well with my youngest, um, she just has these big chubby thighs and wrist rolls yes. and like dents in oh. her arms and the dimples. And I absolutely love looking at her knowing that every little roll and dimple is because of of my milk and what my body did. And I, ju I just think it's so amazing what our bodies are capable of. And then just being able to visually look at my chubby little happy baby and be like, I did that. I think that's just like the coolest part of it. I love it so much. I love it too. It is really cool. Especially like I always take a little minute at the six month mark with my babies and be like, before I start introducing other foods, like I totally did this to you. Like I grew yes. you and I've sustained you completely or, or, you know, mostly up until this point. And I just, it's a cool feeling. It's a cool feeling. Yeah. I'm at that same season. I'm like, mm, do I want to give you food? Cause I'm just basking in the roles I created. <laughs> right. I know my husband's always like, is it time for food yet? I really want to feed them like some fun stuff. And I'm always like, not yet. I just, I want the breastfeeding, mm -hmm. you know, to keep going. I don't know about you. I love but. it. Yes, I'm the same way. I love it. 
Yeah. All right. As we kind of wrap up here, um, is there any piece of advice that you would tell a new mom who's planning to breastfeed or friends or family, you know, like, is there anything you just kind of like to leave us with some of the advice you've learned throughout your journey? Um, I'd love to know. Yes. Like I said, I've said it multiple times, but ask to just be checked on and ask for help before there's a problem. And the, the big one I think is just realize in those early days, just because your baby is nonstop nursing, it's not necessarily that something is wrong, especially if you've got the good weight gain and you've been checked for everything that could be wrong. Your baby needs every little bit they can get from you in those early days. And it is just so important to, you know, give into those needs, nurse on demand, don't look at the clock and just go from there and it will all work out. Yeah. Uh, that's perfect. I love that so much. It, it really will. And the beginning weeks are often the hardest for many moms, but like hang in there, ask for help and just trust your instinct. I love that. Yep. Thank you so much, Jessica, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with me this morning. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me on. I was happy to share my story and I hope that it helps somebody along their way. Yeah, I know that it will. You can find a bunch of links from today's chat down in the show notes and some other helpful things. So go ahead and check that out and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you.